0: hey guys welcome back to the podcast so happy to have you back for a fourth episode Um, the past two episodes of the bachelorette have been quite a wild ride so we're really excited to recap that today and just so there's no confusion this is Sophia speaking this is me Nikita (laughs) and this is Kelly and we are here we are your hosts we are ready to discuss discussing in this episode are the current events happening in the bachelor world and then we'll be going into last week's episode where we'll be discussing the dates and Yosef and all of that and then we'll be discussing last night's episode which included Claire and Dale's exit and Tasha's entrance and then obviously we'll also be discussing our assumptions for next season or next season for Tasha's season <laughs> why don't we just jump right into it because I feel like we have a lot to discuss Kelly, tell us about your past
1: two weeks. My only like interesting life update right now is I am now personally boycotting McDonald's. I <laughs> fucking hate that franchise. Oh my god, why? I watched The Founder, a great movie, and I didn't realize that basically mm-hmm. how McDonald's got started was that it was a mom and pop store run by two brothers for more than 30 years, and then this random man, Ray, came in convinced them to franchise, bought out their company, stole their name, and then caused their mom and pop store to come bankrupt. And now I'm so, I don't know, I'm so angry, so I'm no longer eating there
0: ever again. (laughs) Kelly, (laughs) I read the script for that in college. And I remember after reading that I was so angry at the whole situation. I literally did a deep dive on Ray, and I just discovered that he's probably the worst person.
1: I literally hate him. And I now, whenever I like think about eating McChicken, all I think about are the two brothers who lost their entire lives to this goddamn person. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, I ha- I hate this. It's going on my list of personal b- boycotts for restaurants. I remember being enraged but i also
2: never eat at mcdonald's because i don't eat meat so i was like what am i really getting enraged at i don't even eat there but what about you guys not much (laughs) um john was here for two and a half weeks um and so he left on sunday so no um and then actually gabe had to go home on monday for some personal stuff so i've been alone this entire week (laughs) It's, like, the longest I've been alone. And
0: you're, like, such a social person.
2: The other day, I went on a walk, and it's, like, my neighborhood's not great for walking, but, like, I just, like, went around the block a few times, and I was listening to this new podcast. Forgetting the name of it, but it was, like, a true crime podcast, and it was, like, Mm right outside when I went. Like I think I went outside at like 4:30. Um and then when I came home, for some reason I got really scared. Oh no. <laughs> and no one was home and I was like I'm scared to like go in my room. <laughs> and I know the door was locked and I know no one's here, but
1: like I don't know. That's literally me. I'm like rewatching Criminal Minds right now. I'm like 14 seasons deep. And I'm not even kidding when I'm out and I just like see like suspicious people or car like suspicious cars i like memorize the license plates and i'm just like all right like if this person attacks like i am here for you like i know where that bitch is wearing i know what he's driving kelly like has a log on her phone with just random mentions yeah literally it like goes back 15
0: years a plaid shirt and a hat okay you're on the list I feel like the thing that has been consuming my week and everybody else's has been the election. Yeah. Uh, um, so how late did you guys
1: stay up on Tuesday?
0: Um, I'm a bad
1: American. <laughs> I voted, but I, I went to bed at like midnight because I was like, I don't think, I didn't think it was going to get resolved. I thought you were going to say like 8pm.
0: <laughs> midnight is fine. <laughs> I think I watched way too much. <laughs> and... In true Sophia fashion, an anxious gal, I literally was just panicking, even though, like, I knew it. Everybody said that the first night would go in Trump's favor, and as absentee ballots were counted, that it would obviously so many states would swing in Biden's favor, and that's, of course, what happened.
2: Well, I think the one really good thing about being on the West Coast is that I, oh, first of all, you don't have to wait until, you know, eight o'clock to start watching, which is kind of nice. I could kind of, like, keep it updated throughout the day, and then... I only, I mean, I went to bed at 12.30, but, like, at that point, it was 3.30 on the East Coast, so, like, nothing was going to get tabulated, you know? Right. Um, And then Wednesday, I remember waking up on Wednesday at, like, 8 a.m. being like, panic, America! <laughs> <laughs> I need to turn the news on right now! And, of course, like, nothing happened. <laughs> what I think is so funny, though, is that I have, like, a few old friends and people from high school and, like, people in my past that... Um, I follow on Instagram who are very, very pro-Trump. And they're just like, they're just spewing so many conspiracy theories about, in Michigan, there was a whole thing about um, ballots not being, or I guess the polls not being observed by Republican, uh, people in the Mm -hmm. Republican Party. And then there's this whole conspiracy theory about dead people voting and like more people being registered that can like legally vote. And like, yes, that happens every election because states don't, communicate with each other when people move but like that happens every election it's not you know and the amount of voter fraud is very very low like people that double vote yeah so it's like and it happens every year or i guess every election period what's
0: so frustrating for me is that there are republicans and conservatives and trump supporters and all of them claiming that ballots are coming in after the election, Mm -hmm. people are voting after the election, when in reality, these absentee ballots have been sitting there waiting to be counted. But these Republican lawmakers are not allowing these ballots to be counted until election day. There isn't fraud happening. These are just the rules being implemented in place. And they're being counted after November 3rd or starting November 3rd, because that's what Republicans decided was going to happen. And now they're getting angry about it. And it's just like, this is a law and like these are practices that you've put in place. You cannot get mad that ballots are being fairly counted. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not being allowed to be counted until November third. It just it makes no sense. It's more voter intimidation. It's just I think one of Trump's last grabs to try to win the election. For sure. And I think and these lawsuits that are going to court are either getting thrown out or about to get thrown out because there's no evidence to base these like allegations that Trump is making. So it's been very frustrating for me to see that because it takes away from all of the organizing that everyday people did to get people to vote absentee, to get people to vote safely. So that's been very frustrating for me to see, but I think democracy is going to work mm-hmm. and the ballots are going to be counted. Every vote needs to be counted. It's frustrating that it even needs to be said that every co- every vote should be counted because that should just be the, that should be the norm that should be the practice. Yeah,
1: I feel like whenever Donald Trump tweet like tweets in general, my number one favorite thing to do is just to automatically zoom to the comment <laughs> sections and like read all the comments because I always get really interested to see like if they believe him the whole like stop the count this is voter fraud all that stuff. It kind of surprised me like how many people like bought into his whole thing about like oh it's like really suspicious that all of these mail-in votes happen to be for biden like they were just like being created i'm like you ran an entire campaign for republicans to vote in person and not use the mail and
0: electing joe biden isn't going to fix every issue that we have in this country but it's imperative that we get him in there and push him to become more progressive and to push these progressive ideals because i truly believe that that is how we are going to move this country forward what's
1: kind of crazy like at the end of the day like over 69 million people voted for him yeah like after seeing how he's acted and stuff like that see i think like that scares me more because yes even though like joe biden probably is going to be the president you still have half pretty much half the voting population who were like like strongly for donald
0: trump which i'm just like woo, yeah Not good. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Kelly. It's like, I've seen a lot on social media being like, of course it's great if we get Joe Biden into office, but we cannot forget that more people voted for Trump in 2020 than they did in 2016. That's just such a scary thought because it shows just because we bring a Democrat into office, that's not going to stop the racism. That's not going to stop the oppression of so many different groups and the white supremacy that's going on in this country.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, all this election talk is making us really crazy, but the first thing that I've actually watched besides the news, which I was so happy that was coming out, was The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a great distraction, um, watching... Watching grown men <laughs> sob. <laughs>
1: Always a good time for me.
2: People fall in love in court. So, um... For the first thing that we want to talk about, I don't know if you guys know about Nick Vile's podcast. He has this podcast called The Vile Files. Um, and on his latest episode, he brought in an ABC exec. And they were discussing the uh, Claire's episode, the one that happened last week, that we weren't able to recap yet. Um, and basically, the ABC exec admits to making the call to replace Claire after she gave the rose to herself. Um, and I think... What's really fascinating about that comment is that there's been a lot of controversy as to when Tayshia actually got to the resort and started quarantining, um, because obviously all of the other cast members have had to quarantine for 14 days before they started production, and when she was asked about when she got to the resort and when she was asked to be the Bachelorette, she really skidded around the questions, and I feel like that was really sketchy. Um, if you guys listened to one of our podcasts in the past, we talked about Reality Steve saying that he had information saying that Tasha was planned out from the beginning to replace Claire. Um, and that's, I don't know, I feel like that's starting to look more and more true because why would you skit around the question about when she got to the
1: resort, you know? I agree because I I watched that Jimmy Kimmel interview and she basically was like, yeah, she asked her, like, so when did you exactly quarantine? Like, how long did you have to quarantine for? And she was like, oh, Jimmy, like, honestly, <laughs> like... The day is just all blurred together. <laughs> I have no idea when I got called. Really, you don't remember when you got called like for the biggest like life-changing event. Cause she's obviously gonna get famous from this. She already has a million followers. Like, I don't buy it at all. I really do think that the reason why they edited Claire so horribly and for her to be like kind of the own like her own villain of her season, basically, was because they wanted Taysha all along and they had her on reserve.
0: <laughs> I stand by that firmly. I'm sure legally Taysha was afraid to say when she found out she probably didn't know if she could but I find it interesting that the bachelor producer did say that so I wonder it's like if that was just never communicated whether she could say it or not so I do understand her not obviously saying exactly when she found out and when she did all this because I'm sure the contract Mm -hmm. again I've said it before on the show contracts scare me so I don't blame her for really just like skirting around the issue because I definitely would have done the same thing
2: well here's the thing is that the ABC exec said that They made the call to replace her after she gave the rose to herself. That was not this past episode, but the episode before. And so, I mean, I don't know how long each of these, like, how many days go by, but... I think they said it, like, her
1: footage was over two to three weeks.
2: Okay, that means the latest they could have called Tayshia and gotten her there would have been a week after Claire started filming. And Tayshia did admit on um, Jimmy Kimmel that... She, I think it, she took 48 hours mm-hmm. to fly out by the time she got the call. So that means, okay, so the latest, if you look at the timeline, that means the latest they could have called Tasha not even end of week one, like five days after, um, started filming so that means they made the call pretty early on so (laughs) i i'm calling bluff on that
1: (laughs) and i feel like if nothing sketchy happened then taisha should have been able to answer that question like clearly well this
2: is interesting because what do you guys think do you guys think that claire had made it so apparent like before she went on to even like filming you think she talked to producers on the side And made her interest in Dale really clear before she even met him. And like, that's kind of where this idea started coming from because they had to have some indication that Claire was going to want to leave with Dale like very soon on, or it wouldn't have made any
1: sense to kick her out. Honestly, I don't know because I feel like also Chris Harrison was kind of surprised. And like, even he was like, cut the bullshit. Did you talk to Dale beforehand? Like, why are you obsessed with this man? So I feel like even he was a little bit surprised about how fast it went with her with Jojo season. I'm sorry but mm-hmm. everybody knew yeah. that she was going to pick Jordan. It was very evident. Like she did a good job of like keeping her mind open and like continuing on with the process. They definitely could have made a season of Claire knowing that she wanted to be with Dale. I don't know how they edited it. It still could have been left like as a surprise like how they did with Jojo and Jordan, but I really think they had already had Tasha in mind and like they already I mean Claire isn't the most popular Bachelorette. Like, not many fans really love her. And um, so I think they honestly probably went to her and was just like, hey. Like, I think they fed her. Like, hey, we noticed that you really love Dale. We noticed that you talk about Dale a lot. Like, <laughs> would you just want to leave with him? Like, what's going on? I, I honestly think they
0: planted the seeds in her mind because they oh, already sure. had, like, this backup. And honestly, what's important for me is that Tasha's here now. I honestly, if I'm honest, I couldn't care less when they told Taysha when she was <laughs> going to come in. I'm just excited because night one, she stepped out of that limo and she, she's just yeah. so sweet. She looks so beautiful and I'm so excited. Do you think
2: that, so they obviously, they made the call to have Claire as a bachelorette a, a while ago. It was months ago. But then Black Lives Matter, that protest happened this summer, and they got a lot of backlash from that for never having a black bachelor. Um, and that kind of, I I mean, I think they already had Matt James in mind, but that obviously pushed them to make that announcement early before his season, or before he went on to Claire's season. Do you think that they felt a little bit of pressure because there was not a lot of people who liked Claire. And so they were like, we have Tasha, who is probably our second choice anyways. Also, she would bring a lot of diversity to the scene. Do you think they kind of made that call like even
0: earlier on before Claire started? Honestly, I think they should have felt pressured. And they should have. I thought the same thing. I was like, why Claire? You have so many amazing cast members who are people of color that have gone farther in more recent seasons that people are more aware of. I've always had a problem with diversity in the Bachelor franchises, like across the
1: board, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, like all of their TV shows are typically just like white young influencers. Um, So I think like whatever external pressures that led up to them make like being more cognizant of casting, like, people of color, I'm, like, all for it. hundred
0: percent. And it, it shouldn't have to take external pressure. So for this next topic, we just want to offer a trigger warning for our audience that we are about to discuss some recent sexual assault allegations that came up against a contestant, Easy. Um, so if that is something that is triggering to you, we really recommend skipping this entire part. We'll have timestamps in the description, so you can definitely skip ahead. We just want to keep our audience informed about what's happening and let you guys know everything that we know about the situation. So I think, Kelly, you're going to take it away.
1: Honestly, there's not a lot of concrete information out there. A woman on Twitter tweeted out saying that Easy had sexually assaulted one of her friends. That's pretty much everything all that anybody knows is that the sexual assault allegations have been made and a woman has come forward and that reality Steve, who is like very ingrained into the bachelor franchise has met with this woman and they both have met with lawyers from, um, the bachelorette bachelorette legal team. And
0: yeah, so that's really all that's like concrete information right now. And like, obviously we'll keep you updated. And out of respect for this woman, we are going to refrain from discussing easy anymore on this season. And I know we've discussed him in the past few episodes, but like I said, we're going to refrain from discussing him out of respect for the woman who came forward. So, why don't we jump into discussing last week's episode? Because, of course, we didn't have an episode last week. And what were your guys' general thoughts? Yeah, you guys just want to start off with like Yosef and your guys' initial reactions to him. I remember thinking that he was taking a lot of low blows at Claire, and I understand the frustration, but I think the way that he presented it was not conducive to actually having a good conversation with Claire and I think once he started to get angry he just got mean and that was really scary to see honestly and there was one point where Claire was trying to relate to him and she was talking about I think her dad and then he kind of cut her off because he was angry and he wanted to keep going which okay you wanted to keep going but she was discussing something really important to her so I remember being a little thrown off by that but again, I understand him wanting to bring up these red flags and frustrations, but I remember being very, very afraid of how angry he got.
1: Yeah, I mean, at, at one point, it wasn't even about how uncomfortable he was. It really just seemed like he was like, how can I hurt you? And how can I make you cry?
0: Right? Like we discussed this and we were saying how, like his thoughts on the dodgeball date were very fair. But it's like the way that he brought it up, he was just he was just being mean and it his point wasn't getting across because he was just taking these low blows at her and and now instead of thinking about the dodgeball date she's probably just thinking about how he's being so mean to her you know I just have this theory that
2: Yosef just wanted his TV moment and <laughs> because I mean like unless he really has anger issues and like temperament issues, which I mean he might it just feels like he went from... Zero to 100. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a very reasonable thing y- conversation to have. Um, I don't know if something was triggering to him. Like, if something about stripping down, like, re- I don't know, like, reminded him of something in the past. Like, I, I we don't know his history. Uh, it just, it felt, like, very unnatural for him. I don't know. I, I just, I, I think about him maybe knowing that he was leaving that night and wanted I don't know, to have his moment.
1: I thought it was just kind of like a kind of hypocritical of him to be like, I have a daughter. How do you think this date would show how like she should be treated? Or like, how could I have a mother who like would do something like this? Okay, but flip it. Imagine your daughter watching you blow up and attack like this very vulnerable woman. I was like, well, look at your actions. Like, I don't think you are doing anything better, like serving your daughter by like attacking this woman
0: out of nowhere. 1000%. I agree with that. Um, again, before we discuss this topic, we also want to offer another trigger warning. We're going to be discussing Claire's date with Zach and topics of sexual harassment and abuse. So again, we'll have timestamps in the description below to be able to skip ahead or to just stop watching the, or to stop listening to the episode, switching gears into her date with Zach. I was watching that and it was was very uncomfortable to watch and it was a little bit triggering for me as well. I know it was for Claire to experience that. It was so clear how uncomfortable and how triggered she was. And I think Zach was just being totally inappropriate and it was harassment. And I think we were discussing later how there was a discussion about it on social media, which really angered me because it was like none of us were experiencing what she was experiencing. She was triggered. End of discussion, Zach should go home. There shouldn't be a discussion about it on social media because at the end of the day, Claire was uncomfortable and that's that.
2: Yeah, what I think is really interesting about the exact date is that we all had very differing opinions on, like, how we saw it. I So I was watching with my boyfriend, and we. I remember when Zach grabbed her by the neck, we, like, both kind of jumped back a little, and it was, like, very cringeworthy to us. We, we kind of, like, yelped, you know? And we were like, ugh! Like, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it felt so uncomfortable, just the amount of times he kept trying and trying. And obviously, I I think I don't think anyone thinks that his intentions were malicious, but just the way that he was doing it, I think at that point, obviously, like if she was already set on Dale, I don't blame her for sending him home. If uh, if you feel that uncomfortable to deal mm-hmm. with that, like well, like get rid of him. Who cares? Um, but I know Kelly, you had a very like different perspective watching that.
1: I went through like. 18 stages of self reflection. I really put in the work on myself because I was like, why am I like acting this way? When I initially watched it, I think I was al- already so fed up with Claire and I already kind of like didn't like her already that I was like, everything that she did, I immediately was like, oh, it's because I don't like Claire and I think that was like wrong of me. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. like I need to like step back, see like how this actually played out without my like biased feelings attached to it. So when I first watched it, I was like, I don't think he did, the, like, grabbed her and, uh, with the intent of being, like, abusive and overly aggressive. I thought there was, like, miscommunication. and Because obviously Claire has been, like, open about her abusive relationship. So I understood that it was triggering for her. So I was just like, oh, well, maybe, like, you know, she had the opportunity to explain it to him, like maybe that would kind of open up a door discourse between the two. And like, maybe he should have been given that chance. Uh, but then I, I thought about it more. And I was like, like, why do I feel like she owes him anything, especially because she had a horrible relationship. And so she's aware of the red flags. And if those she saw those red flags in him, then why do I think she's like, he's owed an explanation? Like I went on social media. And like, of course, as I said before, like, the first thing that I do is I always read the comments. And I noticed like, there was a lot of lack of better words, like if you were team zach or team claire
0: i hate that
1: and so yeah so i was just like well that also didn't sit right with me and i was just like through this long-winded explanation what i settled on eventually was i'm kind of i'm more mad about how abc portrayed this date in the situation when it comes to things about abusive and microaggressions and like sort of dealing with like traumatic relationships in that way. I don't think it should be presented in a way where you can like ruin, advocate for this, the person who microaggressed or aggressed or brought out these bad feelings for Claire. Especially in this country where like sexual assault, I don't know why, but it is a hotly debated topic. Like so many people like... Can rush to like the abuser's offense, and I'm just like that's insane to me. So I feel like with ABC's reach, like millions of people watch The Bachelorette. I was like, why would they introduce this like highly sensitive topic and uh, portray it in a way that you're allowed to feel sympathetic or even feel like Claire's like Zach is owed an explanation? I like like to think that I'm a pretty progressive person, and I'm like even I like took a lot of time to think about and be like, why am I feeling this way? Like, why was my initial reaction like anger against Claire? I just feel like it was a really like
0: irresponsible way to like portray something like a topic that's so like highly sensitive. I think what's really important here that we have to just really focus on is what's important is how Claire felt. And at the end of the day, if Claire felt triggered, if Claire felt uncomfortable, that's it. I hate that there was a discussion online on whose team you were, because that is absolutely no way to frame sexual harassment and abuse. And again, it was just, it was very triggering for me, because I think so many women face this sort of sexual harassment and abuse, where they feel like they have to even be nice, or they have to be like, oh no, like later, and like you could see Claire was just like, oh no, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go home, and he just kept continuing his actions and it was just like I know so many women have experienced that in their lives where they feel the need to just be nice and to just wave them off because Mm. of how our society has framed this discussion and the fact that it's even a discussion just blows my mind and I'm getting emotional about this I don't know if you guys can tell because it's just you could see how uncomfortable she was you could see how triggered she was and the fact that she had to experience that on national tv is so so frustrating i'm sure for me it is and i'm sure it's even worse for her i just think how abc handled that was really irresponsible
2: i think to be fair to just the way that claire was portrayed i can i think i can see kelly like why you saw her that way just because this entire time Claire has really been portrayed and edited to be the villain. She's also edited to be this person who isn't giving these guys a fair shot Mm -hmm. and is very um impulsive. And so all of those things I think, you know, make this scenario it it just feels like it's within Claire's character to immediately dismiss someone without giving them a fair shot because she's so in trance with dale and that's just the way i mean and partly that's true um but it's also partly i think i think she did we we, there's a lot of discussions with guys that we didn't get to see obviously because they had this narrative that they need to play out um so I, i can see why if you spent the last three episodes not liking claire and you know kind of being frustrated with her i can see like why you would think that i think just for me with my personal experiences I've had people try to treat me that way. Not not even, like, in a romantic relationship or anything, but just, like, men in general. So, like, for me, that immediately kind of, you know, triggered me. But if you haven't had those experiences, I can see, like why you might not have that initial reaction but i think that's why it's like important to kind of like have this
0: discourse and talk about it and i think what you said kelly was spot on how abc is just doing this just showed it so your They basically just were like here's a date whatever we're just gonna forget that like sexual harassment happened on our tv show and again you guys are right they painted claire to be her own villain her season Which is also just another, I think, issue. (laughs) But we can get into that another time. But I think it was just, it was very irresponsible, I think, how it all played out.
1: Yeah. And, like, I want to be clear now, I don't think it was okay. Like, I am not, like, on Zach's side. I wish if ABC was, when they edit these things, they know that they're putting these, like, these things in to create whatever drama, whatever they want to call it. And so I'm like, if you have enough awareness to know that what you're putting in is going to be triggering or going to be problematic, then you have enough awareness to like, see it through and like explain to your viewers, like people who like, may initially have like negative reactions more towards Claire than Zach. You have like, I feel like you owe it to like society to put people on the same page and be like, this is why Claire is like the protagonist and like the person you're rooting for in this certain scenario because of like a b c d but i feel like they literally just like dog piled it on and was like all right like let's see what happens let's see like what people's reactions Mm -hmm. are but i'm like with something so like sensitive yeah you just like have a diligence to like society and how women are portrayed and treated and like how they're taught about sexual assault is that like you should be on the side to
0: correct versus just like dumpster fire it out on national television And I think with such a big audience that The Bachelor has, because it's massive, again, it was so irresponsible. And it was a very triggering event, I'm sure, for a lot of people to watch. And the fact that they didn't offer a trigger warning and the fact that they didn't even think twice before airing that date or the date that they went on is just, it's beyond me. And for a network as big as ABC, again, I've said this five times, it was so irresponsible and it, it was triggering for me seeing just the whole thing go down. Like, as women, we're not taught to know what sexual abuse is and sexual harassment, you know? And it's like, when the discussion is being had, like how we just had, that's when we can understand that what happened was not okay. I either, like, read this, heard this. It was written somewhere. But it was, like, women
1: typically judge other women more harshly on standards of, like, sexual assault and sexual abuse. Yeah. And, like, part of it is because it's, like, when you grow up, you're trained to be, like, well, were you out late last night? Were you, like, what time did you walk home? Like, what were you wearing? Were you drinking? Like, sort of, like, questions being, like, did you deserve this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you kind of do this to yourself? And I feel like that's where, like, the mindset of like women are created of like of being nice to their abusers and like having to like you kind of like recreate your own self-hatred because like society is like constantly like subtly blaming you for other people's actions the re i think the reactions from this episode was so on par in how society shapes women yeah. to infuse sexual abuse. Because, like, even me, like, when I was just like, why didn't she explain to him? I'm like, that's such, like, a subtle, like, thing that is implanted in your mind of, like, well, like, maybe he didn't mean it. Well, maybe he didn't. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I was For one sure. of those moments where I was like, I can definitely see where, like, you're, like, so controlled and manipulated by society you don't
0: even realize it sometimes until, like, years later. I think that what you just said is so important. And something else that I wanted to mention to include was that historically we've seen with so many cases like like the Brett Kavanaugh case mm-hmm. that women are not believed yeah when women so bravely come mm-hmm. forward with their stories they're not believed and that stops so many women from coming forward and telling their stories and being so vulnerable and to have the social media debate on if you're team Zach or team Claire is just one that's so triggering to so many people but it's so irresponsible and it also shows how far as a society we have to come on the discussion about sexual harassment and sexual abuse and how women are treated when they come forward um okay well so I feel like we've been talking for so long about so many important topics and let's get into yesterday's episode because I know we have a lot to discuss and a lot happened, and I feel like this could also just be another episode on its own, but general thoughts, general ideas, whatever.
2: I was just gonna say, I mean, I was texting you guys this separately, but, um, that was so wild. Like, I think that was the most wild episode, like, Bachelor episode I've seen since (laughs) Peter's finale, and, like, Peter's finale Mm -hmm. was, like, in, out of this world like insane <laughs> but I I was alone in my apartment just screaming at the tv like <laughs> I I, don't, I was like either cringing or like screaming in like in like you know out, just out of like embarrassed like secondhand embarrassment or <laughs> or like screaming in enthusiasm when Tasha came on um but yeah I was it, it was crazy I don't know there's so much like and it was like all things that were so predictable and things that we knew were going to happen. But just seeing it play out was, I mean, I yeah. i don't know about you guys. But, like, I did not expect Dale to propose. Like, I thought no. that was insane. I
0: don't think Dale expected to propose. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, I, I think, you know what's so funny is I saw your guys' reactions coming in. And I don't know what it is. But I feel like I had, like, less crazy reactions i I was watching it i was i think it was kind of disbelief (laughs) the fact that they planned the engagement before dale even knew about the engagement that was an insane thing (laughs) honestly i just want to preface this this whole thing with i just hope claire and dale are happy and that they'll just you know be engaged and married and live their lives happily ever after um but wow that was a (laughs) doozy I just was in yeah.
1: I was just in disbelief that when Claire and him were getting engaged and she was just like, You remind me of my father, like I love you so much, like all these things, and like it pans to Dale's reaction, he goes, That's wild. I was like <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Like you're literally about to get down on one knee. You need something better than that's wild.
2: I'm not gonna lie, I do give him credit though, because I think he pulled it off better than I Like I don't think i I think I would have just been speechless. <laughs> He's I, I, I think, but part of me's like, I don't know if I can read him because obviously we found out yesterday um, with all of the media appearances they made and then uh, Clarendale had an Instagram live, and it seems like mm-hmm. they're really happy. They've been quarantined for the last few months. So like, I mean, uh, part of their relationship has to be genuine but like just seeing him on tv it is so hard to like read to read into like what he's trying to say Mm -hmm. you know i i just couldn't tell if he was being genuine or if he was just really good at talking on tv and saying what she wanted to hear you know i don't know
1: well i mean even when they were she like afterwards and they got engaged she was like you know, like, I felt that, I felt all these things, and he kept on just saying, like, yeah, I accepted it, I accepted it, and I was just, like, I'm sorry, but, like, what is your terminology, like, you accepted what, like, you're not accepting, like, a menu from, like, a takeout restaurant, like, you literally just got a wife, like, (laughs) you accepted a wife. (laughs) I think,
0: I also think some of it, a lot of it might have to do with editing, um, I don't know, I, I, I remember Ari and Lauren's season after the fact. They were talking... Like, Lauren really didn't talk at all that season, so it was kind of surprising that they ended up together, at least for me. And I think they were discussing later that um, they really edited Lauren to be really boring. So I'm wondering if they kind of edited Dale. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they have kind of edited Dale to, like... I I don't want to say disinterested, because, of course, they're engaged. They love each other. But it was very interesting to see, like... It, it was like weird to see how it all panned out because it all moved very quickly and it almost all moved without dale's approval
1: yeah you know yeah i thought it was interesting when they were on their first date the night before that they got engaged when they were on their first date um i thought it was i thought it was really interesting when they started talking about their parents and how claire was saying like her dad like met her mom and like after three weeks they were engaged and then dale was telling the story about how his dad like hitchhiked what like across the country to meet his mom or something like that like like very early on in their relationship and i was kind of like it i'm like so after i heard that i was just kind of like oh well this makes more sense because mm-hmm. like both of their parents have like these whirlwind like two week like relationships that spanned an entire marriage so I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe if I, like, just was, like, raised and that was, like, a normal way to, like, meet someone and, like, get married, like, maybe I wouldn't think that this whole situation was, like, as wild as, like,
0: it is watching it. I also think it takes a lot of guts to to step back from the show and be like, I found my person, um, and then to also go in front of that group of guys and be like, uh, yeah. hey, I'm leaving. I also do really feel for the guys. I really want to discuss when she mentioned it to them because I do think they were, I don't know if they were blindsided, but they were, they I think they were pretty surprised because they were kind of left in the dark for a long time. Um, and there was one point where she walked in and she was like, oh, how are you guys? And then Bennett was like, more importantly, how are you? And I was like, Aww. that's a good response to that question.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, imagine if Dale did not want to accept or I guess accept the uh, whatever if, if Dale didn't want to propose I'm saying accept the proposal but he was being forced to propose so <laughs> so imagine if Dale ran away and <laughs> she had to be like Peter and go back to the group of guys <laughs>
0: oh god that would have been I don't even know what I would have done
1: I would have literally just been like cut the whole season, <laughs> cut it all.
2: <laughs>
0: I was like, wow, that worked out really well for her. Like, damn. <laughs> also, guys, tell me why I had this thought when I was watching it. I was like, knowing who I am as a person, when I when I if I were to go on the show, my, one of my first questions would be like, what are your political beliefs? But a lot of these people might not do that. So it's like, what if you literally leave the show? You're like engaged. And then you just find out that he's, like, a raging Trump supporter. That's actually what happened to Becca. (laughs) I was going to say, so Becca and Garrett.
2: (laughs) I feel like, well, okay, so here's another thing. I did a quick scan of his Instagram yesterday. It was the first time I'd ever looked at it. Um, And I know that she was closely following, like, his social media before the show started. And he seemed, I mean, Mm -hmm. just, like, in terms of political, I think you can pretty much figure out that he's democratic so i think um i think Mm -hmm. having access to his social media like really helped her i think form an opinion uh before the show started so i'll give her credit for that i I guess credit Mm. but like obviously i'm i'm still of the opinion that you can't know everything about someone through their social media like that yeah
1: especially instagram
2: right So, like, obviously he's going to have Mm -hmm. a very positive image of his life, you know, because that's the only thing you post on Instagram.
0: But, yeah, bringing it back to the, uh, to when she went to tell the guys, I think, I think they responded very well. I mean, granted, they really only did know her for, like, a few weeks, if even that, so it probably was a little bit easier than if it was, like, later in the season, um, but I think they responded very respectfully, um, I'm forgetting his name. The boy band manager. He got pretty upset, though. I was wondering, Kenny. Yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think about that?
2: I, to be honest, I mean, I knew it sounded a little, a little mean. But honestly, I probably, I probably wouldn't have said it, but I probably would have thought it. <laughs> I think, I, <laughs> I think I would have been so mad. I'd be like, well, first of all, it's like a we literally had this entire conversation and the entire time it was so obvious you were talking to dale like that's kind of disrespectful Mm -hmm. and b i think i would just be mad about like taking time off of work having a quarantine for two weeks Mm -hmm. and at this point these guys think that they're getting sent home so it's like what the fuck like (laughs) no what did i sign up my time like you know why did i waste all my time to do this to get like two weeks in a resort in la quinta Mm -hmm. where like i got one conversation
0: out of you um so I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> I get that, but also, like, at the end of the day, they got two weeks at a resort. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but uh, that's true. I would honestly be a little bit upset too. I think so. I think the way that they reacted was like reacting with understanding and just being respectful of her. I think was really important. She did ask to get hugs from them. That was that. Which was, I was yeah. like, uh, I thought that was too much. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I was like, girl, don't ask for that. I'm breaking
1: <laughs> up with you, but can you hug me one last time?
2: <laughs> yes. Along with all the other guys you're dating yeah. right now.
1: <laughs> I will say, though, this episode made me love Ben. Like, I'm a full supporter mm-hmm. of Ben, and I think him and Taysha—I don't know—I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I see him going far. Wait, which one's season. Ben? He was the guy at the end who was basically like, you know like i just want to let you know like we completely understand and we're, i'm like happy that you found oh. love like blah blah blah. and i was just like mm-hmm. ben i don't know if it's because the cameras are on you or if that's truly your initial reaction but a man after my own heart
2: <laughs> no <laughs> didn't jimmy kimmel predict that they would end up together Is, was that his prediction I think he, right?
1: he predicted that she would pick zach the other zach i forget his last initial but the other zach
2: Oh, but he he was definitely in the top four because yeah. I remember seeing his picture. Well,
1: he's he's just so sweet and nice, and I'm like obviously Tasha's gonna like him because she's like beautiful,
0: sweet, funny, smart. So I was like, love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very uh, impressed with Riley this episode. I think he was very level headed, and he was like kind of the voice of reason for mm-hmm. the guys. Um, yeah, so I, I really I really liked him this episode, and. Again, like we said, Claire and Dale are still together, so we'll see how that goes. But let's move on to our girl Taysha. Ah, uh, I'm so, so, so excited
1: for her to be the bachelorette. Like, oh, uh, I don't know. I I just loved her from Colton season. She was so like and I thought it was really interesting because like, when I first heard that they were switching her switching them out, my initial reaction was like, Okay, but they ca- they deliberately cast for the bachelorette so all these guys are like hand picked right. for claire and so i was kind of like worried that like i don't know like are they going to be compatible with Tasha because they're not like hand selected for her which is why like i like they obviously are going to bring in more men but um especially because there's only 16 left but then like chris harrison said something that was like well like we picked like we picked these guys because they're like were way more mature than like our previous contestants <laughs> on previous seasons uh, which i walls. think is like tracked so well i think not all but most of them have pretty good head on their shoulders and so I was, and he was like yeah. and i completely forgot that taisha went through a divorce like early on in her life and so he was like explaining how like that like yeah. really like love wise matured her up and like really like allowed her to know what she was looking for like red flags and all so i was just kind of like <laughs> oh like Maybe that's, like, the best bullshit I've ever heard Chris Harrison spin, but I completely
0: bought it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? These guys are gonna be great for her. Um, I think we were discussing this yesterday. I think it's, like, really important that they bring in more guys as well, because I, I think out of respect for Tasha and for her to experience just everything and to really get the full experience that the other bachelors and bachelorettes get, they need to bring in a number of guys so that she can really meet them and get to know them, and, um, I think they said, I think Chris Harrison kind of alluded to it. Well, like I said, if this whole thing was
2: planned from the beginning, (laughs) they probably rented out half the resort and have 20 guys waiting for her who've been quarantined for two weeks. Um... (laughs) So I think it's, I mean, I think it's
1: quite possible. Did you guys hear that after Claire and Dale got engaged, well, whatever, they actually stayed at La Quinta for the remaining of the filming? That makes sense. And Claire, (gasps) Claire comes back for future episodes. Like, she oh, comes back shit. to participate. And I'm like, oh, wow. So, these guys who just got dumped with you, is Doug and I, like, have to go on a date plan? Like, I don't know what her role is. So, that could have been a lie. Like, that part of her planning days could be a lie. But I know she is in, like, future episodes.
2: That does make sense because they can't have pictures of her, like, not at the resort,
0: you know? What's weird, though, is Chris Harrison yesterday said they left the resort. <laughs> oh, yeah so is he lying he's probably lying. <laughs> Chris Harrison's always lying he's always lying <laughs> we can shut up Honestly, listen guys like I said happy for Clarendale whatever I'm ready for Tasha. I love Tasha. I think she's so smart I think she's so witty I think she's really mature um and when she got out of that limo I was just like you were made for this like I'm so excited To see you do it. Something I was going to say is, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but
2: I just thought it was so hilarious when Chris was like, You guys need to make a decision in the next 24 hours if you're going to stay or leave. And I'm like, Why the fuck would anyone leave? Like, literally, (laughs) how does anyone have a connection with Claire at this point? Like, you've known her for what, two weeks, and you're thinking about leaving?
0: (laughs) I was like, This is so (laughs) fake. Also, they're literally, the whiplash they're making these guys go through, it's like, (laughs) it's like insane. It's like in the morning, they're like, Claire's leaving, Claire's engaged, but somebody else is coming, and by tonight, you have to decide if you want to fucking stay here. And you don't even know who she is! They're they're probably like looking around at each other, and they're like, "What? (laughs) What is even happening anymore?
1: Could you imagine being Jason And, like, going on that one-on-one date where he's like, yeah, I really have a hard time opening up. And Claire's like, you need to tell me all your trauma now. (laughs) And then to find out two days later that she is engaged to somebody else. I'm like, that poor, poor man. I know. Every time Blake M. was like... She, it's no way it's Dale this early it's no way I, it's, I was like are you an idiot like are you actually st-? she's literally making out with him every 24 hours like what do you mean it's not it's <laughs> like do you have eyes I will say I think Blake was the only
2: one I believed that actually really liked her True. because see, I think he made it really clear that he was invested and like he said I think this is so sweet he said that he read up on like Alzheimer's to be able to like connect mm-hmm. with her on that um, so I think that was really sweet. But all the other guys, like, come on, no. Like Bennett said it straight up. He's like, I literally have not had a chance to like even know this girl. Like, why? Why would I have any
0: investment? <laughs> Listen. Bring bring on the next girl. Wait, also what, what Bennett said that was like he so you know how Claire cancelled like the date and like the cocktail yeah. party? Bennett, like, they did like a headshot of him and he was talking. He's like, I had something really fun and sweet and nice planned. And I was like, Oh, too bad
1: (laughs) i love i loved when bennett was just like i'm ready to go i'm refreshed like are you ready for this new girl let's go They just broke up with me i am so energized (laughs) and my
2: my other favorite thing guys was just the suspense of like you need to you need to decide whether or not you're staying but you don't know what's happening you don't know who the girl is how many girls we're bringing and it's just, like, okay, I mean, like, what if it was, like, Hannah Ann? <laughs>
0: Dude, it's literally, it's literally a fucking game show. <laughs> Yesterday felt, like, not The Bachelorette. It was a fucking game show. <laughs> I, I just looked at the guys, and I it was just, like, I'm sure, like, what was going through their heads. Obviously, they're not going to fucking leave, because, like, they're at a resort. They're already, like, quarantined. And, like, there's the yeah. opportunity to, like, find somebody that you might fall in love with. But then it's also just, like, um hello? Like, don't just leave them in the dark for two days where they're just sitting there. <laughs> where Blake M is like journaling. Is He's journaling. just like writing love letters to Claire. Meanwhile, Claire's like boning <laughs> Dale.
1: Wait, literally in the Jimmy Kimmel interview, Taisha, Jimmy was like, are you staying in the El Presidente suite? And she was like, yeah, I am. And she's like, where Dale and Claire made sweet, sweet love, that is the bed that you sleep upon. And Taisha was like, um,
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I did a sage cleansing.
0: <laughs> Taisha's so professional and so, like, she's so professional and so well-versed that, like, when she got that question, she was probably like, what the fuck? Do she's like, do not remind me. Yeah.
1: She, like, slept in the bathtub the entire time. She was like, I can't be in this bed. She was,
2: like, mad that Dale wasn't on her season. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Honestly, Same. But I, I really hope that she gets, like, the full experience and that she's not, like, cheaped out at all because she came in, like, three or four episodes in. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I really hope they bring in more guys so she gets the full experience of meeting 30 guys like like everybody else does in case the, the other 14 that they bring in, somebody there is her husband, you know? So I really hope she does get to experience the mm-hmm. full experience. Um, or else I don't think it's fair.
1: Yeah. Also, lest we forget that Matt James was supposed to be on this season. So could you imagine I know. He had, like he d- had to deal with all of this Claire stuff? Yo, I think
2: this is my theory. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think that they were so set on Matt James being the next Bachelor. And then when they got into that Twitter feud, they were like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Claire's going to send him home on day one. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be the bachelor if he's sent home on day one so i think they were just like okay we're just gonna call it right now <laughs> but i was like that is such a clear thing to do like you know he would have been sent home on day one.
0: Oh yeah she would have done a flee. i just think taisha is just gonna bring like like a sense of normalcy yeah to this franchise and to this season which honestly I just want so badly like I'm so tired of every single episode there's 10 million things happening and I think for a lot of people that watch reality tv they like that but I think for me being as anxious of a person as I am it stresses me out to just see things happening 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 all the time like I just need a normal person just ready to find love And I'm sure there's gonna be drama, because, you know, it's obviously reality TV, but I'm really excited to just see her handle this with, like, such grace and poise, because it just, that's who she is, you know? Yeah, and
2: honestly, I'm just looking forward to the dates not being so deep and, like, boring. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
1: her promos (laughs) actually showed them having fun. Yeah. I was
2: was
0: like, I don't want to talk about your feelings, like, go do something fun. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so important later, but, like, literally from the first... Like, again, like we were saying, it's, like, I think one of the contestants literally bared his soul to Claire, and then two episodes (laughs) later, she's engaged to somebody else, and this poor guy just bared his soul to the whole fucking country.
2: Like, come on,
1: couldn't she have gone, like, jet skiing or something? Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, it's, like, it's, like, if you want to bond, like, emotionally, like, that's great, but you also, like, have to be able to have fun with each other, and in no way did I ever see Claire have fun other than when she was sticking, like when Dale was like humping her. Like that's the only time I was like, wait, Claire's happy. Like I love this for her. But like, so I was, it was like really refreshing to see like Tasha
0: and this one man have like a pillow fight. I was like, wait, that's beautiful. You're that's both cute. laughing. Like this is what I need to see. Wait guys, Loki though, seeing Claire's dogs gave me so much dopamine every time I did. Cause the rest of the episode was just like so heavy that like seeing the little dogs just scampering around the resort Mm -hmm. and living their best like lives it was so cute i'm convinced that a producer was on like always on cue to be like cueing the dogs cueing the (laughs) dogs like (laughs) release the dogs (laughs) (laughs) things are going to shit bring them in bring them in you guys have anything else you want to say or have we kind of wrapped up our episode episode four right yeah i think we got it all sophia please go eat your taco bell oh my god thanks guys i'm so <laughs> excited wait what What did you order well they got rid of the fucking potatoes keep this in kelly they got rid of the fucking potatoes <laughs> and i'm so fucking mad because, i know listen let me tell you something the soft shell spicy potato taco got me through so much of my life and by so much of my life i really just started eating it this past year but like this past year of my life was just like was chaos <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys,
2: this has been a very fun episode four. Um, if you're still with us, thank you for listening. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram, Here for the Worst Reasons, and follow us on Twitter, where we live tweet every um, Tuesday or whenever The Bachelorette airs. Um, that is at Here for the Worst. As always, trust the process and trust this podcast.